Amen. Good song, isn't it? Let's open our song books to, not to pay, no, psalm books. Open our psalm books. Our Bibles to Psalms 128. I am, I am fading fast. <laughs> I did not sleep well last night. I did pretty good all day long considering, but boy, am I going downhill, so pray for me. <laughs> Psalm 128 is where we're at tonight. <clears throat> Give you a second to find our place. Psalm 128, another song of degree or song of ascent. It's known by both names to mean the same thing. Psalm 128, verse number 1 says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children, like olive plants, round about thy table. Behold, that thus, uh, behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Uh, let's take a, a, a poll real quick. You ready? Uh, how, raise your hand uh, if you want to be happy. Okay, well, 100%. Look at that. You imagine, everyone wants to be happy, right? Uh, well, these verses tell us that the man who obeys its words will be blessed. Um, the word translated blessed is a Hebrew word that means a person's state of bliss. It also can be translated in other, it's also been translated in other verses in the Bible, in the King James at least, as happy. Um, the first verse begins with an astounding promise here. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. What a promise, Amen. Uh, the psalm, written by an unknown author, is the second of the family psalms of degrees. Uh, if you remember the songs of degrees or the songs of ascent are the psalms that were sung as the pilgrims would make their way to Jerusalem uh, for the feast. And so, how do we have happiness in our family and in our life? And the scripture has a lot to say about happiness uh, and being blessed. And Jesus began his Sermon on the Mount with a list of qualities that produce happiness. And so happiness is important to God. God wants us to be happy. But happiness does not depend upon our circumstances, uh, but rather our response to our circumstances as well as our obedience to God. And knowing the importance of the fear of the Lord, the psalmist emphasizes it here in this psalm. And the psalm shows us four clear evidences that the fear of the Lord is in your life and in the life of your family. Uh, but before we get to the evidences, I want to talk just a moment about what is the fear of the Lord. Uh, fear is used in two different ways in Scripture. The first is something that is sinful. Uh, the Bible often tells us to fear not. Uh, however, there are other places where fear is praised. Uh, the difference between one fear that is sinful and one fear that is honored and praised is whether or not it is unbelieving fear or believing fear. And where our fear is, uh, uh, where our fear is based, uh, it is based upon the lack of trust or whether or not we have faith in God. And that will determine whether or not it's sinful or to be praised. 
Matthew 8, 26 says, And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Uh, what fear kind of fear was that? It was sinful fear, wasn't it? And the fear of the Lord, on the other hand, works in tandem with trust in God. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 9, 10, uh, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Okay, and so if... Uh, it's dealing with wisdom, and it's the fear of the Lord that can't be sin, right? And so this has to be a different thing. I love Andrew Murray's lesson on the fear of the Lord for new disciples. <coughs> In it, he gives five characteristics of the Christian who has fear of the Lord. This isn't the sermon. This is just a bonus for you, okay? Uh, <coughs> this chapter is going to come up with something completely different. Uh, but there is a holy reverence before God. Uh, Psalm 33, 8 says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Uh, then there's another characteristic is that there's a deep humility in self and a deep confidence in the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 22, 4 says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Job 42, 5 and 6 says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye has, uh, seeth thee, Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Is Job's response to seeing God and hearing God, I don't know, at least hearing God, is the fact that he uh, was humble. His immediate reaction was humility. And that's because he feared the Lord. He had an awe of him. Uh, third thing is there's, uh, there's circumspection or vigilance. Uh, seeks to know the right path and wants to stay on that path. He watches out for its enemy. It guards against uh, sin, uh, whether in speech or in action. Proverbs 5, 2 says that thou mayest regard discretion, that thy lips may, be knowledge, uh, may keep knowledge. Uh, Proverbs 5, 11 says, and thou, uh, and thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. A little bit, uh, that's a little bit later down in the same chapter as the first verse. Uh, and... Uh, Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. And the fear of the Lord means to hate evil. It's a watchful out, watching out for evil and trying to stay away from it. Uh, the next characteristic is there is holy zeal and courage. And the fear of displeasing the Lord helps us to do the right thing. It helps us to be faithful even in the small things. Uh, Deuteronomy 6.2 says that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy sons and thy sons' sons all the days of thy life, that thy days may be prolonged. He goes that thou mightest fear the Lord. Uh, and that's holy zeal and courage to do what's right. And then we see that it takes all other fear away. It gives courage to do what's right. Isaiah 12.2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Because we trust in the Lord and fear the Lord and have the reverence and awe for him, we don't fear the other things that the devil likes to bring into our lives to make us fearful and to paralyze us in fear. Uh, then lastly, we see that it brings joy to the heart of the believer. Uh, fear of God is the root and joy is the fruit. Psalm 23, 23, it says, uh, Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. Uh, 22, 23, excuse me. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, 
all ye seed of Israel. Uh, the fear of the Lord is there, and uh, the uh, praise and joy is the result. So having the fear of the Lord is to stand in awe of God and reverence Him properly, uh, realizing that uh, we are nothing, and He is everything. It helps us to be watchful of the things around us that would cause us to displease Him, to sin. And with zeal and courage, we press forward, trying to do what's right, and uh, seeing all other fear uh, around us uh, disappear because we know that he is our God and we can trust in him. The end result is true joy. And so now that we have seen what the fear of the Lord looks like, uh, let's see four clear evidences of the fear of the Lord in our lives, according at least to these three verses. I think there's many more uh, throughout Scripture, but according to these verses, let's look at this. First of all, the first clear evidence uh, that you have the fear of the Lord is that we will obey if we have the fear of the Lord. Verse 1, it says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. This, ver this verse definitively connects the fear of the Lord with obeying him, uh, walking in his way. And when we truly fear God, we'll obey what he tells us to do. Uh, it is those who do not consciously think about God, about who he is, and uh, stand in awe of him as we walk through this life. Uh, it is those that think nothing about disobeying him. And we want to please the Lord when we fear him. And 2 Corinthians 5 tells us, Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. I'm talking about pleasing him. Uh, for we must all appear for, before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone that may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. Do you hear the fear of the Lord there? We persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. These verses couple the idea of fearing the Lord and having the realization that we are going to answer to him. Uh, and uh, especially in the area of obeying him specific, his specific commands to tell others about him. And look at uh, this verse in Psalm 111. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. David here connects fearing the Lord with doing his commandments, obeying him. It also helps us to be around others who obey him as well. Amen. Uh, you, who you hang out with affects you. I know a lot of people, especially teenagers, don't like to admit that that's true. But it is. It is just a fact of life. Uh, in fact, saying goes, you'll be the same person that you are today in 10 years with the exception of the books that you read and the people that you hang out with. And they change you. Uh, and so we need to be careful. The Bible tells us in Psalms 119, verse 63, the psalmist said, I am a companion of all of them that fear thee. Of, and of them that keep thy precepts. We need to find friends like that, amen? Ones that obey the word of God. Solomon summed it all up in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. What is the conclusion of everything? The wisest man in the whole world, what does he say? Fear God, keep his commandments. For the, uh, fear, uh, yeah, I thought I skipped something there. No, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Boy, that's, that's it all together, isn't it? And so if we fear the Lord, one of the clear evidences of his will uh, of this will be for us that, uh, excuse me, let me try that again. 
<laughs> I'm saying all the wrong words in the wrong order. So if we fear the Lord, one of the clear evidences of this will be that we are obeying him. Let's look at the second thing. The second clear evidence we see is we will work. Look at verse number two. It says, for thou shalt eat the labor of thy hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. And when we fear the Lord, uh, the Bible says we will work. That connecting word at the beginning there, for thou shalt, uh, connects it to the idea of fearing the Lord. And for we, when we fear the Lord, uh, uh, the Bible says that we'll work. And by our work, we will eat the labor of our hands. Uh, we'll not rest in ease but rather will work. Uh, but God will bless and prosper that work and make it profitable. And the result will be a blessing for your family and food for your table. And, uh, of course, this is a general promise that does not guarantee that uh, a guarding against famine or crop failure uh, and saying that that would never come. Sometimes that comes, sometimes to punish. We have seen that in Scripture. Uh, sometimes to make us more like Christ and to guard us, just like any trial that we go through. But God will provide, as he always has and always will. When we fear the Lord, we work. And we work for our family. In fact, 1 Timothy 5.8 tells us, but if any man provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. But we, not only do we work for our family, but we work for the Lord, too, who created us. And the whole point of us being here on this earth. Deuteronomy 10, 12 tells us, And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? Here's another one. It's just like the conclusion one, right? What does the Lord require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, and to walk in all thy, his ways, there's the obedience, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Uh, Moses came to a greater conclusion, a bigger conclusion than Solomon did. <laughs> and he added working for the Lord too, serving the Lord. Uh, here Moses told the children of Israel to, that uh, the fear of the Lord is connected to serving the Lord. And if people uh, aren't w interested in serving the Lord with their lives, they don't have the fear of the Lord, I guarantee you. And there are far too many Christians who are content about going about their lives, filling a pew saying, feed me, feed me, feed me, but not doing anything for the Lord, just wanting to take it in. And it's the job of every Christian to serve the Lord. And we serve the Lord by serving each other. Galatians 5.13 tells us, For brethren, ye have not been called unto liberty. You're free. <laughs> Only use not li your liberty for, for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And freedom isn't an excuse to not work. It's not an excuse not to serve. No, we use that freedom, that liberty, as an opportunity to serve. Uh, if, uh, if I misspelled something, I now can't figure out what I'm saying here. Okay, I'm just going to skip that whole line <laughs> because I have no idea what I was trying to say there. I, I, well, you, have you ever misspelled a word so badly that you can't even figure out what it was trying to say? It messed up the whole sentence. <laughs> but the whole purpose for us to be saved is uh, not to gain fire insurance. Uh, we're to serve him. That's what he saves us for, to become more like him. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Uh, what are we doing there? We're serving him. 
We're offering ourselves to him as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, God uh, expects us to become more like him, and in so doing, serve him. Uh, clear evidence that you fear the Lord is that you'll obey him. And not only that, but you'll work for him, both in providing for your family as well as for each other, serving one another. We'll work. And number three, a clear evidence that uh, you are fear the Lord is that we will be together. We will be together. And that is together with our family specifically. I think we'll be together in church as well. And maybe you could make a case for a church family. But specifically, this is a family psalm in the context of what we're talking about. In fact, in verse 3, it says, Thy wife shall be as, as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. A real problem in American homes today is that the families are often not together. Uh, how individ, you know, individual time is important, but so is togetherness. It's very important. And this is spoken to the husband here, the leader of the home. And husbands that fear the Lord will bless their wives and their children by making opportunities to be together. And this verse specifically is talking about, it says, if uh, speaking to the wife first, and it says, uh, thy wife shall be a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house. Uh, if your wife is not happy, we really ought to look more closely at our love for not only our wives, but our love for the Lord and our fear for the Lord. Uh, this word that is translated as the sides of the house, it speaks to being in the inner recesses of the hold of the ship or a cave or a house. Uh, it's talking about, uh, we assume that the verse is talking about outside, the, the outsides of the house, <laughs> because it's talking about a vine. Uh, but it's actually, the word is talking about in the home, and uh, being a central part of the home, the innermost sanctum, the most uh, in you can be. <laughs> and the wife is really in the home, and she's fruitful when her husband fears the Lord. And the verse continues and gives a picture of the family gathered around the table. And when we have such busy schedules today, it's important that we take time to eat together, amen? Even the church family, it's important for us to eat together and fellowship around a table. And there's just something about it, about sharing food together. That uh, I mean, the Lord instituted it <laughs> uh, for the Lord's Supper. And he knew how it made a connection in our hearts. And uh, we need to make sure that we make time to eat together. Uh, but uh, a blessing of fearing the Lord is that the children are established, planted around the table. That verse, it says, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. The idea of being planted there and being established. And, but this is a result of many years of fearing the Lord, training them up in the way that they ought to go. It's not something that happens overnight. You say, oh, I got to fear the Lord. I got to do what's right. I got to turn, you know, do, do, do what's right. And all of a sudden, they're established in the home. <laughs> they're uh, your togetherness. Uh, no, it's, it's a uh, commitment, long-term commitment, and continually doing what's right. And that's what gets a family just to stay together. Uh, you know, if you love your wife in the fear of the Lord, she'll honor you. If you love your children in the fear of the Lord, uh, they will be there for you as well and be established in your home. In verses 4 and six, four through 6, I see the fourth and final clear evidence of a man fearing the Lord. 
Verse number four, it says, we will be faithful. Well, number four, it says, we will be faithful. Uh, we will be faithful. In these verses, we see a mention of, before we look at the verses, we see a mention of long-term effects. All the days of thy life, he says. Uh, they, they're your children's children, it talks about. In Psalm 128 here, in verses 4 through 6, it says, Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. And yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. Verse 4, the psalmist reiterates the fact that these things are the results of the man fearing the Lord. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. Reiterating it, this is how the man will be blessed. This is how it'll happen. <clears throat> he fears the Lord. He continues in verse 5 and he says, The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion. Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. This verse speaks of a, a spiritual blessing coming out of Zion. Uh, the name given for Jerusalem where they would go to worship, to, to feast before the Lord. And this man is one of the many who is blessed because of their faithful obedience to the Lord. Now the priestly <clears throat> blessing <clears throat> is recorded in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee, and the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And this is what shall come upon the God-fearing man. Uh, in Jerusalem, he, they go to and heard that blessing, the priestly blessing. And he says, Thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. And this is a blessing to the nation that is full of men who fear the Lord. Verse 6 talks about seeing peace in Israel, their nation. And God wants to bless our nation as well. Uh, but as the people of a, a miracle, uh, the, 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 it will only be blessed. Uh, I'm not getting my words out tonight. I'm going to slow down here for a second. Blah, blah, blah. Get my tongue untied here. Uh, but God wants to bless our nation as well. Uh, but that will only happen as the people of America begin to fear the Lord again. We as a nation do not fear the Lord. Uh, we make laws to kill our unborn. We condone wickedness of every kind. We promote and encourage denying the design of God in our lives. We say that we can identify as whatever or whoever we want. And even when making laws to do good things, outlaw drugs or violence or any other kind of sin, we try to cure the outside without dealing with the heart, dealing with the real issue. It's rightly stated that America will cease to be great when America ceases to be good. We can only have that hope if we get the fear of the Lord in America again. We cannot expect the blessings that are promised here uh, to these men and to Israel if we do not fear the Lord. It has to begin with us, the Christians. Yes, we may be alone at first, but we will then be alone when we see the blessings of God upon our lives. And we just need to stay faithful. The key to this is the fear of the Lord. Then we too will be able to see our children's children, as the verse 6 says. And it is a, blessed, uh, a blessing, uh, and it is a blessed man who is able to see his grandchildren. Amen? Um, this list is not the how-to of how to fear the Lord. This is the result 
uh, that comes when you do uh, fear the Lord. Those that fear the Lord will obey. It's a result. Those who fear the Lord will work. Those who fear the Lord will be together with their family. Those who fear the Lord will be faithful. Do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be happy? We took a poll when we first started the sermon tonight. How many want to be happy? 100% said they want to be happy. Well, then we've got to do what the Bible says will bring that. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Fear the Lord. Remind yourself of who God is and fear him. Have a holy reverence for him. And with humility and deep confidence in God, live circumspectly, watching to guard against evil. Be on guard. And with a zeal and a courage, do what God wants you to do. And joyfully do what pleases him. Amen? We need to be faithful to doing what God wants us to do. And it all starts with the fear of the Lord. Having a healthy realization of who he is. And it's not the same as the other fear, is it? It's a completely different thing. Uh, when we aren't doing right, it can cause the other kind of fear. <laughs> but we need to be faithful. All right, well, let's take some prayer requests.